Expression is one of the most powerful tools we have. A voice, a pen, a keyboard. The real change which must give to people throughout the world their human rights must come about in the hearts of people. We must want our fellow human beings to have rights and freedoms which give them dignity. Article 19 is the voice in the room. Hello, Article 19 listeners. My name is Marty Malloy, and today's podcast is a real treat. On May 19th of this year, Tamman, with our partners and friends at Indie Hall in Philadelphia, produced an event called Unravel, Stories That Tie Us Together. Unravel is meant to be a series of personal and human-centered stories that tie all of us together. This was our inaugural event, and it was a day that would lift up inclusion with the theme dignity. So all of our speakers that you're going to hear were focused on the subject dignity. I'm going to be turning this over to the host for that evening, Adam Tetteris. Adam is a community leader, a podcaster in his own right, a director, an activist, an actor, but most of all, Adam builds community. And this is what he does at Indie Hall and everywhere he goes. I feel so fortunate to have had him as a partner for Unravel, this Unravel, and certainly future Unravels to come. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy this audio presentation of Unravel, stories that tie us together. For our very first edition of Unravel, uh, we wanted to choose a subject that I think is present in everyone's life. I know is present in everyone's life, but maybe is a concept that is taken for granted, even as important as it is. So we chose dignity. What is dignity? Dignity is a lot of different things. It comes in a lot of different packages. You know when you are being awarded dignity, and you definitely know when it's absent. And in line with the notion for Unravel, this goal of bringing disparate people from different backgrounds, different cultures and fields of work, experiences, we know that our three speakers today all have their own unique experiences and struggles when it comes to dignity. Now we're talking about three people who are only just meeting each other for the very first time and finding, regardless of the fact that they do totally different things with their lives and they come from completely different backgrounds, this struggle to be given the respect that they deserve is one that unifies them. And I think you'll find that that is true as we begin our lineup today with our first speaker. Our first speaker is Alexandra Hunt. She is a public health researcher, a girls soccer coach, an advocate for social, racial, economic, and environmental justice, and an organizer fighting for the 3rd District of Pennsylvania. She is a daughter of two teachers and a sister to a twin brother, and Alexandra's twin brother grew up with a learning disability. So she's quite familiar of what it's like to struggle for dignity. Seeing the systemic obstacles that her brother faced inspired her to become an advocate and challenge barriers on the basis of race, gender, class, and neurodiversity. Uh, without further ado, I'd like to welcome Alexandra Hunt. Okay. 
So the theme is dignity. And I think I was, from a young age, I was taught that you treat others the way you want to be treated. And so treating others with dignity became something that I believe was unconditional. And that has always been something that I, the an energy that I put forward to others, regardless of their background, their ability, their race, their gender, their age, that they're deserving and, and worthy of dignity. Uh, that's been especially important as I've worked with people who are unhoused or food insecure, where there's stigma associated with those uh, sort of aspects and also whatever job you can work, you, you may work. And that that's always been something that's been very important to me is to treat others the way I want to be treated, which is with dignity. So I, I'm running for Congress in PA3, which is most of Philadelphia. I have a background in public health and I specialize in prevention, but going back further than that, I was raised by two teachers and in that regard, I saw how a lot of people can look down on people who, who spend their lives educating the next generation and don't make a very attractive salary, but it's enough to, it's enough to get by for sure. I, would, I have a twin brother who is on the spectrum and seeing how people treated someone like him uh, who is just different, there's nothing wrong with him, but just different, uh, so poorly was uh, horrifying to, to see. And it has definitely caused me to lead with an open heart towards others that people just don't deserve the harshness of this world. Um, when I was in college, I worked as a stripper, I worked as a server, and I worked at Victoria's Secret as a sales associate. associate. All of those jobs have been considered derogatory or demeaning uh, for, for different reasons. One, I'm in service turn to another. Another one, I'm taking my clothes off for money. All of it is to make an honest living and to pay my bills. That was the reason I did it. But people can simply choose to to pay their bills or, or to work a certain job if that's what they so please. I think that's the power of making a choice. Um, now, as I'm running this race for Congress, this past quarter, we outraised my opponent. My opponent has held public office for 42 years. He's deeply entrenched. And for us to outraise him in a quarter is a very big deal. On the other hand, in response to some troll, trolling attacks on social media, I made an OnlyFans, and I'm also very well known as the, the stripper candidate, the former stripper congressional candidate, and I don't have a name. Um, and so it's very hard to get people to report on our success in fundraising when they don't want to take someone with my past and present seriously. And I think that that is where dignity comes to play or lack of dignity comes into play. Throughout the media, I've been labeled as the former stripper and have had my name 
my identity, my story erased. And I, I, I think that, again, going back to treat others the way you want to be treated, that this is dehumanizing and that the media can play a powerful role in telling the stories of everyday people and making sure that, that our individualism is, is valued while we bond in a communal sense through something like this. Yeah, really thought-provoking and inspiring talk from Alexandra Hunt. Uh, we were so lucky to have her with us. <laughs> she has such an incredibly busy schedule as she was uh, running for the 3rd District. You know, unfortunately, she was not ultimately elected. But the thing is about an activist and about a politician and a woman like her who cares so deeply about her neighbors and her city, that won't stop her from continuing to be involved in local politics. Uh, you can follow Alexandra online. I encourage that you do so, if I may say so candidly, now that she is uh, not under the magnifying glass while running to be elected. She's got things to say. She has very important, bold things to say, and uh, we are all so much better for her candor and her experience. Now, I want to take it to our next speaker in the lineup. Again, remember that what Unravel seeks to do is find that common thread between disparate people, different experiences and identities. And we're talking about dignity here. And we're going to hear from our next speaker, a very good friend of mine from long, long ago, Shannon DeVito. She is a BAFTA breakthrough actress and a comedian. She is so funny. She is best known for her work on TV in Bridesman, Difficult People, Insatiable Delco Proper, Manifest, and even Law & Order SVU. She is also the lead in a South by Southwest award-winning film. It's called Best Summer Ever. And her YouTube channel, Stare at Shannon, has amassed over 1 million views and is focused on dismantling the societal stereotypes of people with disabilities. A wheelchair user herself, she has a lot to say on the subject of dignity. Please take it away, Shannon DeVito. So uh, I've been thinking a lot about dignity and coming into this presentation, and I've come to the realization that as a person with a disability, I was born with spinal muscular atrophy, um, so I've been in a wheelchair my whole life. Um, I wouldn't really consider my life lived especially with dignity. And I'm not saying this so that you feel bad for me, but more that you understand that I was born into a society that is not set up for people with disabilities and quite honestly is set up for us to fail. Um, we have to beg for services that allow us to live. We have to beg for accessibility, even though we're supposed to be protected by a law. We're, we have to beg politicians to see us. We have to beg doctors to believe us. We have to beg for inclusion. It doesn't really seem super dignified. Why in 2022 are we still yelling into a void for people to see us? Well, I really attribute that to media representation. So much of how we learn about the world is through what we consume. And I always say that, uh, I never saw anyone that looked like me on TV until I was on TV. Um, you know, when disabled people were seen in TV or film, they always lacked agency or were sad or 
lived their life just to be cured. <laughs> um, the story I always tell people that highlights the mindset that like that kind of mindset the most is <laughs> I was in Tennessee eating lunch in a food court, which, okay, granted, this is kind of sad. Um, but I was eating my chicken nuggets uh, when a woman came up to me and said, I'm sorry that your life is terrible now, but don't worry, soon you'll be dead. And then you'll be sitting at the right hand of God. So there's a few problems uh, with that one. Uh, I'm not sure what you heard, uh, but I am a terrible person and my life is not very bad. I'm currently eating chicken nuggets. Um, and two, if a woman, uh, me, um, who curses regularly and spends most of her days eating chicken nuggets and watching reruns of The Office, if I'm going to be sitting at the right hand of God, Mother Teresa is going to be really pissed off. Um, but because of stories like this, and because I get prayed for all the time, um, I grew up thinking that a person with a disability uh, was a curse. But I'm not. Uh, I'm still kind of undoing that internalized ableism that I grew up with. So in my work as an actor and uh, a writer and creator, I do my best to represent the true disabled experience. You know, people just living their lives and having relationships and loving and hating their jobs and finding the best snacks. Because um, the only way to really live and understand living with a, with a dignified life is to represent an inclusive society. Thank you so much, Shannon, for spending time with us for that darkly hilarious story about some of her experiences being approached by folks who have no earthly idea about her experience and, and sharing a, a moral judgment upon her. And yet she is she's capable of so deftly navigating that. Uh, without uh, meanness, without darkness. Uh, you know, Shannon has such a gift for finding levity in, in some of the, the toughest times. And uh, I, I know that I've learned a lot from her. And fortunately, she's funny as hell. So, you know, that, that really helps color the experience along the way. It's not just tough education. Uh, she, she keeps you laughing. Thank you so much, Shannon. We have one final presenter and again, in keeping with the theme, an entirely different type of work and a very important one. Uh, also keeping with the theme about dignity being a concept that I do believe we take for granted as important as it is. Our next speaker does a job that we all certainly take for granted. And I can't think of many things more important than what he does. Uh, Terrell Hegler, also known as your fave trash man, is our next speaker. And less than three months after accepting a position as a laborer for the Philadelphia Sanitation Department, uh, Terrell became an essential worker you know, during the quarantine. That was a really important phrase. Now, to bridge the gap between residents and sanitation workers such as himself, he created the Instagram page at Trashman to give residents an inside look as to what sanitation workers' experience was during the pandemic. When Terrell noticed that his co-workers didn't have the proper PPE to execute their jobs safely, he decided to stand in the gap and start a fundraiser to purchase that PPE and hand sanitizer and cleaning supplies to care for his peers, his co-workers. Now he's a community organizer and an activist 
and Terrell spends his time organizing neighborhood cleanups and running his nonprofit, Trash to Treasure, Inc. That is not all he has on the horizon, as we're about to find out. Take it away, Terrell. My name's Terrell Hegler, um, but a lot of people know me as your fave trash man on Instagram. And when I think about what dignity dignity means to me, um, is the pure fact that as a sanitation worker, there was no dignity, there was no grace, there was no understanding. And to do sanitation work in the height of the pandemic uh, added an extra layer um, to my job and to the job of my coworkers. Um, So when I think about how I interpretate dignity and what I do now as a community organizer, a social media influencer, um, a dad. Um, it, there's a few things that come to mind. One is that I, as a sanitation worker, had to ask for dignity. Uh, in the middle of the pandemic, while on the route picking up trash in Philadelphia, I actually had a resident pull a gun out on me because I wouldn't take something. And to me, for you to be able to feel comfortable enough to pull a gun out on me because I won't take your styrofoam because styrofoam's not recyclable and this is the recyclable truck and that's the rules my boss told me, just says you had a lack of dignity and you had a lack of understanding and you had a lack of grace during a time where people thought that sanitation workers weren't getting going through the same thing. If your trash wasn't getting picked up, my trash wasn't getting picked up. It doesn't matter that I work for the streets department. No one's trash was getting picked up. So for them to feel comfortable enough to pull a gun out is just for me why I needed to start my Instagram to actually show people um, what it was like to be a sanitation worker. And my grandmother always told me that in certain situations, you have to teach people how to treat you. So I wanted to use my Instagram to teach people how to treat um, sanitation workers. Um, Another story is that um, I started sanitation 2019, December 30th, 2019. The pandemic hit March 2020. My first post was June 17, 2020. And by September 2020, I was on the Kelly Clarkson show. So I didn't have a lot of time in between starting the Instagram and, you know, arising to what people call, you know, going viral and fame that, you know, I didn't have a lot of time to really uh, understand what I was actually doing. So throughout this process, I've been learning what dignity looks like for my brand, for my company. Um, I had a huge event. October 10th, 2020. Um, But sadly, that morning, my mother actually had a heart attack. And I was sitting in the hospital, she was laying in the room in a a coma. And something said that just go do the event anyway, just you can't do nothing here. You know, what's going to happen is going to happen. So I went and did the event. And we fed 1500 essential workers that day. Um, Sadly, my mother passed November 1st, But literally the last thing she said to me was to use your fave trash man to change the world. Allow the generations after you to solve a different problem. Fix problems that we as a people have been passing down 
generation to generation. And part of that is trash. Philadelphia has been voted the dirtiest city, city in America. And for Philadelphia to have dignity, we have to clean ourselves up. So it brings me joy and it brings me pride to be an advocate for a cleaner Philadelphia, to be an advocate for sanitation workers, to be an advocate on teaching children about environmental justice and kindergarten. So as your fave trash man, dignity doesn't only mean as a person, but it means as an industry, dignity to sanitation, as an environmentalist, dignity to mother earth. And then you know, as ourselves, just dignity, treating other human beings like human beings should be treated. So that's uh, your fave trash man's take on dignity. And I feel like um, even though we all have different things going on with us, we all have a common issue or common problem that we can all just help each other with and solve it together. I say all the time, it's, it's going to take all of us to change the world. No one person can change the world by themselves. It's definitely going to take all of us. But if we have dignity with each other, it'll definitely be easier. Thank you so much, Terrell Hegler. My fave trash man. It's really opened my eyes to, you know, the experience of our municipal workers, our sanitation workers. In normal times, such a difficult Herculean task in the city and in the past few years, only more difficult and, and more necessary for us regular folks, folks listening to this right now, to have an understanding and an empathy, a connection to the people who are doing that all-important work. Thank you, Terrell. You can continue following Terrell. He's always in the spotlight for something. He has an event coming up that you can be a part of, whether that is cleaning the block or a fundraiser or a block party, or he's on TV. My man is showing up on daytime television fairly frequently, and we love him for that. You can follow him, again, at underscore yafavetrashman. Do so on Instagram. That is probably the best way to stay in touch. It is such a privilege to be in this event, to be a collaborator, a co-conspirator, and the host of today's event, the very first Unravel, and the first of many to come, I'm sure. Again, I just want to reiterate, the goal for this event is to help folks introduce themselves to one another. Our speakers got to meet one another and find connective tissue that binds their experiences and hopefully creates friendships, relationships that will last long beyond today's event and this podcast and this recording. We don't want that only for our speakers. Of course, we hope you, the listener, have a little bit of that experience, too, that you follow each of our three speakers, that you follow uh, Tamman that put this on, that you follow my organization, my community, Indy Hall, who was so fortunate to team up with Tamman to make this event a reality because the best possible outcome from Unravel is to find that connective thread and to pull us all a little tighter to one another. And that's what we're going to continue doing with more speakers and more themes and more events in the future. Speaking of communities pulling together, I am the director of community for Indy Hall, Philadelphia's longest-running co-working community. We are a community of people who have a sense of independence. We do very different things from one another, but we all have this sense that we would rather work together than be apart, regardless of what it is that you work on or where or how or when. We have a clubhouse 
in Northern Liberties in Philadelphia. We're so thrilled to be back, and you can visit us. You can check us out online. We have a thriving online community that we have been growing since the beginning of our days in 2006, and it's only been more important over the past few years from March of 2020 onward. You can check us out, whether that's for the online community experience or the in-person clubhouse experience. Either way, find us at IndieHall.org. you see a lot of uh, videos of me, yours truly, the host for today's Unravel. Thank you all so much for listening. We so hope we will see you and hear from you again in the future at our next Unravel. I just feel so fortunate to work with Adam and all of our friends at Indie Hall. Everything that he brings, if you couldn't hear it through this whole podcast today, is just incredible. Thank you, Adam, for hosting our first Unravel, and I'm excited to work with you moving forward. For our listeners, I hope you enjoyed this audio presentation of this event, Unravel, Stories That Tie Us Together. Pulling on a thread that we heard from our speakers, our next topic for the next Unravel is going to be around neurodiversity. And that'll be in person as well as online in the fall of 2022. So be on the lookout for that. If you like what you heard, there's a lot more to come and maybe a few surprises thrown in. And if you can join us, great. If you want to be online, great. But if you just want to wait for the podcast version afterwards, that's fine too. We're happy to have you in any way that you come. We're also hard at work planning and beginning to record season two of Article 19. I feel like we've been doing a lot of these individual one-off recordings, but trust me, it's coming. And we'll be taking a deep dive into the Americans with Disabilities Act, how we got where we are now, where we might be headed, how digital accessibility plays into all of it. But in the meantime, we may have one or two or three more bonus episodes coming out in the meantime. So keep checking the podcast feed here. And if you like what you've heard today and you want to explore more about digital accessibility, inclusivity, or to schedule a time to talk with us, you can find the whole Tamman team at TamanInc.com. That's T-A-M-M-I-N-C dot C-O-M. Or you can follow us on all of our social media channels at Inc. That's LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. We look forward to talking and listening to you next time.